Adventures of the Podcast Dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danley. <laughs> A proud member of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. See, I changed it. I changed it. Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. You never know with me. I'm just fucking, you know, I'm just wild. You never know. You never know what guests we're going to have on. You never know if it's going to be just one. You never, or two. I I think they know what guests we're going to have on, though, because they read it before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, sometimes. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we're just making it up. And we actually are recording this part days later, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too, well, too I, I'm sorry. I hate to. I hate Two different to, timelines. I, I hate to. I hate to. Uh, I hate to dispel the magic of podcasts. But sometimes, you know, when you have a bigger name guest on, you uh, you don't make them endure our <laughs> our five minutes of bullshit. Even I know when to say when. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching a Kyle Canaan sit there and just watch just us hang out in the corner just go like you know like this guy's got like i mean he was the freaking voice of comedy central and shit and we're making he at least chimed in though he was just like i'm gonna chime into this yeah he's like he's like like, i'll I'll pull i'll pull rank uh, (laughs) exactly like he's like this is my podcast now um which is fine you can have it um anyways (laughs) i uh, I have opinions to add to this thing that you're talking about right (laughs) right i think it was just new york york city rats or something like that it was yeah yeah, uh anyways we have a fan freaking fantastic we're going to keep this short uh just because we want to let you get into it uh because we have a really awesome uh interview with uh with um um who, who else wants to uh somebody else wants well, i want uh, ron lynch from from home movies pretty much mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned but later bob's burgers so many amazing things ron lynch is pretty fucking incredible but then he brought his amazing wife yeah, Shelly Lyons. Shelly Lyons. She is yep. fucking really, really cool. She is a fucking. I'm actually gonna say. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say like from the get go. Uh, Shelly Lyons brought Ron Lynch. Like uh, Shelly is. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like uh, I love Ron. We uh, we talk about it a little bit on it. Um, we were just at Altercation uh, Comedy Festival with Ron. We uh, I've done a bunch of festivals with Ron. Ron is uh, a, a fantastic, uh, legendary. We're just going to call it legendary. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that in the interview because it's weird to say that to people. Like you're a legend, <laughs> but uh, Ron is for real and runs one of the best uh, shows in LA. And uh, um, we can all dare to dream and to be on such things. Um, you know, um, I'm hoping that us inviting him on the show just greases the wheels to that because this is really. <laughs> That all this is for me is just a, a stepping stone to the top. It's you just know all I mean? network. You know, it's I mean? all like, networking. At first, I do. At first, I do another goddamn horror podcast. Then I become a Scientologist, <laughs> and then I become, a, <laughs> and then I become a juggalo. And uh, you know what I mean. And then I run this world. You know. And so, uh, so mm-hmm. just so you all know, you're, you got to uh, be on the team when Ryan's running the podcast, world. Podcast because... <laughs> scientist, juggalo, 
the yeah. world. The yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll eventually be able to tell us how the fuck magnets work. All right. Like maybe you will. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't want to know how magnets work. I don't it's like you can point. tell me and I'll just be like yeah. nah, 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 nah. like there's just magic, bro. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. At, Anyways, uh, listen to the episode. Uh, sign up for our Patreon. Uh, take care Big of yourself. Big shout out to the Army of the Goddamn. Yep, and I love you. Well, coming on to the show right now, we're very, very excited to welcome Shelly Lyons. Hi, Shelly. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? And uh, Ron Lynch. How's it going? Hey! <laughs> I didn't know I was doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know you showed up in front of your computer. Yeah, we just uh, <laughs> you've heard of like ambush comedy. This is ambush podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, That's what it's it is. Pretty, pretty exciting. And I can't see what's going on behind me. Suddenly, it's weird. Yeah, it's blurry. <laughs> it's it's the drugs. You know what I mean? It's a uh, it's pretty. That's cool. actually what the bar drunks see when we do ambush comedy. They're just like, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's going? But Ixnay on the Uggs drink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh welcome to the welcome to another goddamn horror podcast we're really excited to have both of you all on i uh I, i've been around you a bit ron you are um you know a uh a stand-up uh stall you know like a, a mainstay of legend would you say legend would you, would you i would say legend i would i would, say I would, I would you were trying word. to avoid that word and i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I kicked around other words, and I was like, eh, I'm just going with it. So, um, and Shelly, you are um, a horror author and uh, write amazing stuff. That's absolutely <laughs> great. Um, I just you. I just started in on your book, and uh, the um, uh, the so you have like let's let's I'll back up. Sorry. So you have written a bunch of short stories, correct? right and then yes. uh, and then how many full full length I've, I've only had one published i have three written uh, one is on the market and one is being finished right now but uh, like real is the only one i've published that has been published so far okay besides the short stories have you always been a have you always been a horror writer or was that was this like your dream as a mm -hmm. as a as a you know like lifelong dream i used to be an entertainment journalist and then I was a marketing person. I made money. And now I don't make money because I'm not a marketing person. And I'm a full-time author trying to find like kids jobs. <clears throat> really creepy True. when I go in for interviews, like, I don't know, at in and out Burger or something. Right. <laughs> You're like, Just like, listen, we read your book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, people at In and Out always seem really, really way too excited to be there, don't they? they it's it's a kind of a, it's a I'm like. Hey, listen, I'm a big supporter of like like being happy with what you're doing, but every time I go into In and Out, I'm like, <laughs> "Ooh, you are really happy doing this," and like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and you are in a paper hat, and like whatever's <laughs> going on, <laughs> I need some of that because I yeah. I I do not have that in me. You know what I mean? Um that's anyways that's a, a little in and out i think this every time i'm like because we don't have them in portland but i but i hit them every time i'm in california or southern oregon and uh yeah i'm always impressed with uh we just, always we always have the in and out war with uh with shake shack anytime one of my friends like from new york goes to la and they end up having in and out they're like 
it's no Shake Shack. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, it's just, like a, uh, it's a burger. Uh, like, it's, like, it's burger stuff. Yeah. Like, we don't need a turf war with our, with our fast food. Like, you can stop it. Well, it's good that they know that it's not Shake Shack. They're pretty good at observing things. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they're would definitely, be a, definitely be a, clearing like, the air on that one. Exactly. <laughs> So like, so, uh, entertainment journalism is a, is a great job. And, uh, how did you get into that? Did you just, uh, was that like, um, journalism school and that was going to be your focus or was it? Um, I did go to journalism school, but this was just a startup and they were in the baby years of the internet or the early years of the internet. And so we got all the shitty stars, like the UPN people. And oh, yeah. um, at the time, they were like, oh, these people, they're, you know, it's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer people, which turns out to have been really awesome. Sure. Um, I got to interview, I was just telling somebody this day, today, somebody asked me at one of my new um, teenage jobs, asked me, who's the coolest person you've ever interviewed? Like the nicest person. And the answer is Andrew Dice Clay interesting wow was, wow was really cool. didn't hit on me just a really nice guy <laughs> uh hungry for publicity because this is after his peak you know sure, sure. Uh, i don't know if he was doing a upn show i don't know remember what he was doing but i got to interview roger corman and i thought man this guy's so old he's gonna die any minute and and then like 15 years later <laughs> he's still going and still that being was- Roger Corman, you know what I mean? Like right, he's yeah, like he's yeah. never like lost his step on the on the Roger <clears throat> Cormanism. So yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. I uh, it, it's funny. It's funny when you do those sorts of things. I've done a little bit of uh, music journalism for um, I write. I'm a freelance writer, and I write for the Hard Times, and uh, they had a a, a non satirical oh. um, paper for uh, for a while called the the Hard Noise, and I. Uh, interviewed some you know smaller independent bands but i also uh interviewed the insane clown posse and um wow <laughs> you know i gotta tell you and everybody i've ever like talked to in my life like i would have been less nervous interviewing bob dylan because like <laughs> because like like the insane clown posse has like started like a global army i've never never messed with anybody like that before you know what i mean i've never <laughs> i've never had a conversation with a with like a like a cult leader you know what i mean so um so that was pretty pretty exciting but uh, do they have a special energy um well they were they were really uh they were actually very very and this sounds so cliche but they were very like cool guys you know what i mean they're like cool people they're they were tough they were very genuine they were very them um before every interview generally i didn't mention say but i i generally tell people to to um you know if they don't want to answer questions if they don't want to if they if they think about something they don't like or anything to come i'm not into like gotcha stuff or anything like that i just want to just celebrate people and, and and you know focus more on the uh article and that's it and uh and they were just basically to me like uh, you can write whatever the fuck you want like, <laughs> like you know they, they, they just didn't care yeah they just didn't care so um yeah it was a it was a it was a pretty uh um you could see how like uh they were sort of above above like an average person needing anything you know what i'm saying like they were they were good with like you know, you're not going to say anything about us i mean we're we're grown men dressed like clowns white white <laughs> white rappers you know what i mean like we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna do it Did they the weird... make you put what? down to do the interview excuse me ron what did you say did they make you put uh, makeup on to do the interview? <laughs> no, no. And this was a, this was right before the pandemic, so it was just over the phone. 
Like, uh, like, like, oh, I wish, Ryan, I wish Ryan had Juggalo paint. Uh, oh, I if, wish I had, I was... <laughs> if I had pictures, if I had pictures of me and Juggalo, I'd probably never take it off. I'd probably <laughs> just do that. I figure if I was a Juggalo Scientologist, <laughs> I, 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 I'm good. Like, I, I'd be, I'd have my own Netflix special. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one of the craziest things I've ever seen was the first time I ever saw the Insane Clown Posse without makeup, and I remember when I saw um, Violent J, who is the He's the bigger one of the two. And I saw his face and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? And then underneath it, it said Violent J from Insane Clown Posse. I was like, I would gun to my head. I would have never thought that's what he looked like uh, ever. Like at all. Uh, <clears throat> Absolutely wild to see him without it. Yeah, that's uh well, I mean, like, I'm just glad ugly people have a have a route to to, you know, in this uh uh, unfair world um <laughs> uh like real is very good it's a um the description of it is a hilarious bizarre science fiction horror thriller which is like right in my um uh, <laughs> wheelhouse of things i'm a big sci-fi horror person i'm big on event horizon and the thing and uh Alien. oh man you're talking about super scary horror that stuff i love those both those films this uh, is yeah. Yeah. less scary in the uh, wheelhouse yeah yours is more like can't be kind of fun and has like a lot of fun to it and uh, uh break it down for us like what's uh what's what's the uh what's um the... okay so it's a i'm calling it a sci-fi body horror rom-com mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's about uh, this total douche guy who um um has invented an app called killing it 110 percent and beyond and he's uh <laughs> really kind of stalking this woman but the problem is that he had he got a couple of uh, brown recluse spider bites and his hands rotting off so um he has to deal with that uh while he's trying to court her see like uh that 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 kind of storyline is like after my heart it's like so freaking perfect <laughs> so i'm uh i'm really excited to 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 get into it uh to get into it more it's pretty um um well thank uh, you cool did you did you kind of did you were you like a horror person always was that is that where the... um i used to read horror a lot more when i was a kid and i read some really fucked up stuff mm -hmm. that i shouldn't have read <laughs> how my, i got away with it but like i can't remember the title i don't know the title of it but there was one where the big reveal was that the psycho was this priest that had a one-inch penis mm. well <laughs> oh like that somehow justified all his mass murder i had no idea uh like a lot of stephen king and this one guy named um what's his name john saul he did a lot mm -hmm. of like oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and so i would read a lot of that stuff and then um so the book um i was just a big fan of skip inspector um john skip and craig specter who did a lot of stuff like he, they invented splatterpunk pretty much yep. and uh john skip did a facebook post about turning in a um, turning screenplays into novels and i used to write screenplays i still do um but i had a screenplay i just didn't know how to finish it and so i saw this post john was giving a writing class and i just talked him into like opening it up um well he was thinking about doing a writing class and then i talked him into it and then i went to the class and that's how i i did the piece like every week i did the chapter and i took the class with this guy i don't know if you guys he's really up and coming brian asman mm -hmm. he did his big claim to fame so far i think is um man fuck this house yeah and um he was the other guy oh yeah yeah so it was really fun and that's how this thing got written <clears throat> is uh, in that class. 
Yeah, and you're really uh, preaching to the choir uh, um, to that one because I'm a huge, which is hilarious. uh, quote to, or uh, saying to you is when talking about Splatterpunk, but I'm a big Splatterpunk fan and just in general, just because I think it's uh, it's fun to see the um, you know those boundaries pushed and that line. To, so uh, that's a that's a great way to go about it. And then you got a bunch of short stories, which is which is absolutely like really one of the best ways to get in. I write like little short stories all the time, and it's just like it just keeps the brain moving and it keeps the the story. Um, um, you know, and for those who so, uh, what is? Can you tell Splatterpunk is? So Splatterpunk, um, uh, actually, it was. I mean, Shelly, correct? So Splatterpunk, I think it's bloody. Well, Splatterpunk yeah. is kind of like, um, so it's it's horror. It's like a it's like a subgenre of horror, and it's generally um, violent, violent, and and extreme. Horror. And, but sometimes almost like, like if Evil Dead was a book, it'd be a splatterpunk <laughs> book, you know, like if, uh, like, so sometimes it's like, it's, it's really gory. And there are a lot of, we've had splatterpunk authors on here. Aaron Beauregard is a big, is a big one. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, he wrote the, you know, slob and playground and all that. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, and the, and like, it's like the most like non politically correct, you know I mean? Like everything about it's terrible, but it's almost like done in like tongue in cheek. So it's almost like satire. Cause it's so like ridiculous that like, it's like, it's pushed to a point. Some of it's a little, little more um um a little bit more collected and a little less like that like um uh, what's the uh the, the main one the living court uh the why is my brain just shadows about the the two guys and <laughs> uh, the, the two serial killers coming together and the brain New, does that New Orleans. um anyways uh it'll come to me in a second um it's, <laughs> but it's uh but yeah splatterpunk is like a like kind of just extreme horror i guess would be the mm-hmm. would you say that's shelly would you say that's yeah uh... i mean i don't i don't read a ton of it i do read some um i would consider um clive barker to be kind of splatterpunk some of his stuff oh sure um yeah Jamar lansdale are the big ones but like aaron beauregard i'm i'm a chicken i haven't read any of his stuff yet but i i'm on a lot of horror groups and it's interesting how um <clears throat> every day there's a new person going Please give me a recommendation. I need something that's going to really fuck me up. And it just reminds me of monkeys <laughs> like jonesing for the worst. And they get used to the level of horror and they just have to go further. And it's kind of funny to, I want to, I want to dive into some of the newer guys because I'm a little scared at how gross, grotesque it could be. It's yeah, kind of funny when it comes to horror too, because like I've had people, I have friends and stuff that will first, before I do that, uh, Graham, Good to see you, man. Yeah. Glad you, hey, glad you sorry came. Sorry, I was late. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> it's it's all right. nice to meet you, Shelly and Ron. Hi, Graham. Hi. Um, Ron, I, I know you uh, from home movies, Mr. Lynch. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't really realize that that was you until a few days ago. So <laughs> it's, it's a real honor. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, good. That makes my career go a little slowly. <laughs> um, um the book that i was, was thinking was is, sorry exquisite corpse that's by poppy z bro oh, which, yeah, yeah. which to me is like almost like the quintessential splatterpunk book which is yeah. like it's really extreme and gory and stuff like that but there's also like a sort of i don't know like a it's it's i i i, I don't know what the word i'm looking for is but it's uh it's it's self-aware and that's what I'll, I guess sure. that's what I'm saying. Okay. 
but no i was just gonna say there's like i have a lot of friends that will come act like come and ask for recommendations for horror movies and stuff but that thing comes up a lot where they're like give me something that'll fuck me up and i'm always like i'm like do you want your day fucked up your week fucked up or do you want your month fucked up like which one do you want because there's different levels there's for sure different Right. <laughs> is this going to be like, do you want nightmares or do you want, do you want to think about this phones? for a long time? <laughs> yeah. Like, because there are some movies that, like, to this day, like, if you say a certain thing, uh, you know, a movie will pop into my head. I'll be like, oh, shit, martyrs, you know, or like something like that. Like, there's, there's just Inside. these. Movies. Exactly. Inside. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Inside is for sure one that I always put on that. I'm like, that'll fuck at least your week up. Like, yeah. at least. I still think about it. I still think about it every once in a while. Yep. Yeah. Uh, horror, horror lends itself to that, and I think horror books, um, I think probably have that same thing, especially when it comes to splatterpunk. Because honestly, Ryan kind of was the one that turned me on to it, and I'm by no means well versed in it like Ryan is now. But it's I read slob i really loved it but i also felt gross afterwards yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, right. and shelly talked about earlier how she uh, had interviewed roger corman before and it's funny that like when you talk about stuff like splatterpunk and these like super gory over the top like but also self-aware kind of know what they are type of things that's also roger corman you know, yeah. like that's him. That's also that's also the people like the Brian Usnas and like the people that do these things like society and all like every Roger Corman movie, though, if you see one of his movies, you're like, oh, it's a Roger Corman movie, yep. which is great. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it's true. Except, like, for yeah. One. Except for one. What was the one that had um, Shatner in it? It was like a civil rights drama. Oh, oh. what is that? Yes. Um, Gotta look it up. Yeah, it's pretty sorry. great. I'm sorry to like. Bl- no, 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 that's no, good. No, no, no. We like being the, surprised. The, the intruder. Is that what it was called? Yep. Yes. Yep. Interesting. That yep. surprised me. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I actually it. haven't seen it, it, but it's 1962, so it was a little probably when he was still trying to to. Uh, what he was trying to act and not just do the Shatner in every wow. movie. <laughs> so, have so you guys seen good. Black Rain? Yes, Black Rain. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Love yeah. Black Rain. Love that's Black Rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what Shatner. I'm thinking of. Is Black Rain? That's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a. But there's still like things in it, like fingers getting cut off and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's still like that energy to. Yeah. Um, oh no, I'm just. I was just in general talking about Shatner. I don't think he was um, trying to be good in that <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't think uh uh yeah anyway we could talk about uh shatner a lot um he's, he's an interesting interesting uh fellow um i'd love to have him on the show i'm sure it's uh fascinating um it's like a 93 year old 42 year old it's insane you, like, so, so how do you two know each other because like what an amazing like cool power couple that you all are <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be laughing at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> honey, go ahead. Go ahead, honey. This one's for you, Ron. Yeah. Well, um, we have been living in the same house for years, and we finally realized that we should talk to each other. Mm. No. Uh, <laughs> we met at the Ramada in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Really? It was classy. What? Oh, that is classy. <laughs> I had performed there the week before, but she came the following week because uh, she wanted to make sure I wasn't there that night. And, uh, <laughs> but then I wound up filling in for somebody. Yeah. 
And then she, on the way into the elevator, she was in front of me. She opened up her purse and had my name and phone number on a sticket note in her purse, which I thought was, it could be real, super creepy mm-hmm. or, uh, <laughs> or she somehow got it from somebody. She had gotten it from the woman who hosted that show. And uh, the rest is history. That's uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's really that's uh, that is uh, maybe the nicest stand-up comedy story I've ever heard in my entire life. So uh, <laughs> right. like yeah. that is like literally like there's like everything else is like oh, and then, that's the uh, only wholesome one that exists. Well, what's great about it is that she does not do stand-up comedy. So yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's a plus right there. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's really the key, isn't it? You know what I mean? To uh, yeah, that's uh, that's key for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> What a twist it would be if, like, because this was the days before the internet or Twitter, where like it, she had the phone number just to call you and tell you she was offended by a joke that you said. Just be like, I just wanted to let you know the thing you said on stage. How uh, dare you? Yeah. So, yeah. Shelley, had you just seen him perform, and you were just like, "This guy is." Uh, I mean, he. I mean, he is a very charming person. You know, he's a good. Like, he's he's, a, he's a, like a, like you you like him when you when you see him. He made me laugh so hard, and I was friends with Rachel. Her name is Rachel Arif. Um, <clears throat> she's still done the best um, video I've ever seen called Nancy the Bloody Faced Temp, but now she's in uh, she's in Barcelona, and. Um, I just asked her about Ron, thought he was kind of cute, very funny. And she said, oh, I'm going to give you his phone number. But just so you know, um, he didn't marry his ex-girlfriend dumped him because she wouldn't marry. He wouldn't marry her and he doesn't have a car. And then she <laughs> <laughs> I, said, well, she, I don't think she knew the beginning part. But yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like, she did. Those were the two uh, <laughs> admonitions I got from yeah. her. Just so you know, I was informed. Wow. A comedian without a car. Huh? <laughs> what a thunk it! Um, and with the with the oh, always get the opening get act to drive, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, how long have you been doing stand up, Ron? About thirty years. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I was thinking about it the earlier, but I didn't. Uh, well, let's say at least forty, at least forty years. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, seventy eight, I think. What? Well, wow. first... I was in a comedy team. I was in a team for like the first eight years or so. Uh, where, where, where's the, Where's the other one? Is he still out there? Um, he's still in the Boston area in Framing near the Framingham area. Oh, cool. Um, we flipped a coin, and he he got married, and I kept doing comedy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I right. get, you're like, I... but now uh, I got both. I'm married and. <laughs> And you get to I do comedy, comedy. <laughs> you know, and um, she's going to work her way into my act soon. <laughs> I think one of the uh, one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest times of my life was at uh, the Savage Henry Comedy Festival in Eureka, California, a couple of years ago with you and Eddie Pepitone there together. And uh-huh. that was uh, those were some fabulous nights of comedy. That was that was uh really really some fantastic work that was so much fun that whole festival and that club and everybody's just great and uh he yesterday he booked me for uh next year's festival that's uh, so, good um i will have i to wouldn't get... do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. like uh like don't don't bring any green bananas um but it's a uh <laughs> but it's um 
but no, being able to work uh, with you, we've had Eddie, Eddie and JT on this show uh, early, earlier too. So it's been great. They to come together. To... Yeah, they they uh, they, they <laughs> really do. I'm, I'm pretty sure like uh, uh, JT is uh, Eddie's uh, familiar at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of, it's kind of his, well, uh, he uses uh, Eddie to get gigs, and it's a pretty good. Uh, you know, yeah, parasitical relationship. Exactly, it's a good, and, sh- it's a good shoe and, in the door. And Eddie and Eddie yeah. uses him to find. Uses. And JT's great. JT yeah. is just great at everything in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. Altercation was the altercation super fun. festival. Man, that he he ran that so well. He did everything. He did yeah. every detail that a festival would have almost by himself. I think almost That's wild. And like, and is like really present during it, and like, like gives you time to like talk to you and like be cool and like, you know what I mean? So big shout out to JT. Yeah. He's a he's yeah. a good good guy, good friend. Um, also, like, and he makes action figures. Like, and he has yeah. a record label. <laughs> like, with the fucking dude. Like, how does he? I don't know how he has the time or the energy to do the things that he does. And like, altercation was such a cool thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I can't show it. It's a it's, it's a rubber chicken, right? Yeah, I have to oh. unblock the camera. No, yeah, yeah, we can say oh, no. yeah, there yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it keeps going in and out of the blur, which is well, fine. as long as I don't stick my face on there. I think I <laughs> yeah. no. Anyway, um, he made this doll of me, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I remember because when we went there, he was like, "Hey, there's the when he was talking about the surprise headliner." And then when he told us it was you, like everybody was excited. We were like, oh shit, like Ron's here. Like this is going to be super fun. And um, the person that I was there, one of the people that was there that's a friend of mine, she's been a friend of mine for a long time. She actually started, she met me when I started comedy back in the Pacific Northwest. And we became like pretty much immediate friends after her um, coming to a show seeing the show we started talking afterwards and like we've been tight since then but she was laughing so fucking hard at your first set when you came up there because she <laughs> honestly she'd never seen you and she'd heard the name but she was like i don't even know what kind of comedy he does i was like well fucking strap in because it's not just like your regular run-of-the-mill like kind of stand-up set and yo she was laughing to the point where she like almost had to get up and like take a breather like it was uh, one of those things where she was just uh, absolutely dying so that was uh, it was a very successful surprise oh cool yeah me too i mean i i talked him into it in a way because he had the poster up and um i once i once snuck on a festival i with eddie and eureka that that time mm-hmm. uh i saw he was doing it and i had never been there and i talked uh uh god what's his name um i talked him into having me on the festival oh who chris chris and, uh, oh chris, yeah. yeah chris, yeah, chris Durant. Durant, yeah. yeah and uh then i saw the poster for altercation which had a, a box that said uh surprise guest so right away i called jt and i went so who's the surprise guest do you have one yet <laughs> went, yeah that guy actually just dropped out today and I went, oh, well, I think you have one. <laughs> and he went along with it. So, uh, yeah, that was super fun. He was excited. Like, he was very excited walking around the festival talking about it. So he was, that was definitely a slam dunk on that. Um, cool. Yeah. And, like, also talking about, like, Savage Henry Festival stuff, too. Like, those types of festivals, like Savage Henry and Altercation and stuff like that, where the people are really hands-on with it. 
because like Chris has been doing this for years too. Chris, like I'm sober now, but when I was not sober, Chris got me higher than I've ever been in my entire <laughs> life. And it was like, it was partially my fuck up because I didn't listen to him. But like he, <laughs> he gave me a cookie. Stop! And he's, stop doing it. Yeah, no. he, he just straight up, dude. He gave me a cookie and he said, "Only eat a quarter of this at a time, at the most." And I was like, "Cool." Uh, 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 and I did that, and uh, it was uh, fine. Uh, and then the next day, I was uh, like, "I'm just gonna eat the rest of this cookie." And then I called him from what I believe was a ghost dimension because I was just, <laughs> I was like, "How dare you?" He goes, "You ate more more than the quarter, didn't you?" I was like, "Fucking right, I did." And I don't know if I'm ever gonna be not high. Like, <laughs> He's like, I warned you. I, you know, we got kicked out of an entire festival for these cookies. <laughs> well, the trouble comes also if the cookie tastes good. Right. That's what I'm saying. Have a little bit of yeah. Don't yeah. give fat guys cookies. That's I don't care. Don't give a fat guy a cookie that the more you eat of it, the more messed up you are. I mean, if you, <laughs> give, if you give me cookies that have drugs in them, I don't do drugs, but like I will eat them just because I eat cookies. They're you cookies. know what I mean? Like I will be like, oh, they're cookies. It's like I, I'm glad that I don't do drugs because like in the edible era, because like I could find myself oh. just be like, oh, these gummy bears. I'm just going to eat all these gummy bears because it's I, tough. I just eat gummy bears. You know what I mean? I'd be like, like oh man like i'm a little like little like a little snack i'll just eat 40 gummy bears. you find a brand that tastes good and will mess you up and it's real hard to not just sure. keep eating real them. big problems <laughs> real big problems they've done too many things with weed now to make it where like <laughs> to the point it's insane like my little brother my little brother is he's still definitely like you know he still definitely does all that and he last time i went back home to see my family he got a soda it was just like a bottle of soda. It was like uh, 16 ounces bottle of soda. Cracks the thing open. He drinks the whole thing. Just like downs it like it's a, uh, like it's a regular soda. And then <laughs> about 20 minutes later, he just like, he, he has his hand, like his face in his hands. And he looks up at me and he goes, oh, I fucked up bad. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, how much of that were you supposed to drink? He goes, I, like a shot. I don't know. Like he was like, drink way too much of it, uh, man. <laughs> He was with for like three days. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Before we jump into um, Ron's horror movie, um, Shelly, wh what do you think of the stand-up comedy world? How's how's it been being with the uh, in the notoriously uh, terrible position of being a stand-up comedy partner? <laughs> I'm not as supportive as I should be. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. Midnight's hard for me to to go to, but sure. Um, I love watching some of the comedians on his show and mm -hmm. some not so much. I'm not a big fan of girls with guitars, but you know, <laughs> but not, ukuleles. None, yes, of, oh, none of us are. None of us are. So, <laughs> so, yes, so. Kate McCoochie's adorable. She's <laughs> America's sweetheart and she doesn't try to be funny. So right, I'm okay. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the best moments have been like, uh, we were talking about Eddie Pepitone just when he started the heckler character um on one of ron's shows and just jesus christ i couldn't stop laughing i thought my stomach was ease up um so that kind of stuff i just love just the unexpected stuff um i mean a good i've seen some good polished road comedians on John, mm -hmm. ron's show i can't think of their names but i enjoyed them but i like the weirdos best sure yeah what's your yep, favorite part of my act <laughs> Um, I like the way that you um, improvise with the audience. 
Oh, I knew good. you were trying that's... to corner me, buddy. I know you. <laughs> well guarded answer. He <laughs> got you on that one. <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron yeah, does bits in the house. Fear in your head. Card <laughs> <laughs> fear coming so, out of your head. So, like, I mean, I think the thing is, is the comedian is like the real us, and so like when you're seeing us doing bits, like that's just me being like, because that's like generally when, like, for me, when I feel comfortable. So, like, a lot of times I find myself like just doing bits because it's it's way easier than like actually like raw dogging conversations. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, yeah, like oh, real conversation with actual feelings without protection. Uh, without protection, no. Here's some, here's some, here's some relatable <laughs> observe. <laughs> we actually just had somebody on the show that's a that is uh somebody who likes you very much ron uh it's emmett montgomery talking oh, about yeah. talking about the weirdos yeah yeah we had we had emmett and sugar plum gary on the show yeah they, <laughs> cool. yeah emmett left and sugar plum showed up and uh was uh was uh, extra sugar plumbing, you know? What I mean, it was a little like, creepy, a little yeah, creepy. Was, I'll get it. I loved it. It was absolutely. I have crazy. a favorite line of his. Um, he says, uh, "I haven't seen, I haven't seen the elves. No, I haven't met the elves, but I've seen their shadows." <laughs> that's a very that's a very sugar plum gary quote <laughs> he just did the uh the haha ha harvest festival thing with me. Yep. Uh, the on the close, he was on the closing show. It was, it was pretty great really yeah great yeah my sh- uh, i actually was on that uh uh on that festival too and my show was right before it and derek shane uh also in front of the show and uh and emmett came over and hung out with me and then they were supposed to go over and i was supposed to go see you all but i uh um i had had enough uh i had had enough harvest <laughs> i like i love haha harvest festival and i love shannon very good friend of mine uh, and uh portland uh comedian yeah. and uh things like that but i was I, I was good um you know uh, sometimes you, even you, comedians have too much comedy sometimes yeah we're sometimes like, we're what? like okay like I'm, like I've, I've hit the line but uh my show mm-hmm. was good uh, how was that show was it good uh it was long and people were doing too much time but mm-hmm. other than that pretty good at a comedy festival no. get out of here yeah, no. <laughs> yeah there was nobody getting people off the you know everyone there should have done like seven minutes it would have been great yeah um, <laughs> Because there were a lot of there were a lot of people doing it, uh, and then kind of at the end, and the crowd was like thinning out. And uh, uh, Riley, I, I don't know his last name, Riley uh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the like, he had somebody on the on stage. I forgot who it was. It may have been uh, Vav uh, because it's a V. Um, and um, he said, "Do you want to go up?" And he said it that way, like I would be very excited about it. And I thought, <laughs> no, this show is way long. <laughs> and then I thought I would just go up at the end and do some like embarrassing thing because to make a story happen for the festival, you know? Right. Ron was drunk and he like fell on the stage at the end. So I was going to like try to do that when he went up to close the show. And then I thought, you know what? Even that's too long. That's right. Even, like, <laughs> people have had it like the story's going to be it's too long yeah, and Ron Lynch. People are going to think, why did Ron <laughs> even do that? Why did he do it? <laughs> Shelly, um, did, did you hear what Ben Roy did at Altercation Fest? Because his show, his set happened at like one thirty in the morning. 
and like me and ryan actually had to leave like we were like it's just literally too much comedy like we have to go <laughs> and i've known ben for many years and i came up to him and like i started to apologize he goes get the fuck out of here go he was like go back to the hotel uh, and apparently he just destroyed the stage like just yeah, he just kicked everything destroyed just everything pulled it apart. yeah it was yeah. painted a lot of painted cardboard on either side <laughs> and then there was a backdrop that like, kind of hung and he managed to knock everything over. Yeah. I, I kicked the I kicked the skull head at one point, and he, and he said, "No, stop, Ben Roy. Ben Roy does that." And then ben, <laughs> the next night, Ben Roy did all that. He ripped, knocked the things down, and um, you had to. It was one thirty in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah. What, do you, what, do you, <laughs> what you do at one thirty eight? And I love I love that it's all the sober guys like Ben who are throwing yeah. things around. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like the later it gets us sober guys, the crazier we get. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like if we're like sober, like it's already three o'clock and a.m. in our hearts. So it's like once it gets closer <laughs> to there, like we, like the devil starts to come out. So uh, I love that. Yeah. I love to see that. Uh, um, I did a show called uh, Crapshoot in eureka uh last time i was there and um it's basically the comics can't do stand-up they have to do something else because they get and they're in a hat oh. and the audience picks mm -hmm. it out of a hat and ben um he said i don't have anything different i said yes you do i know you do <laughs> um he said i don't know i can stand on my head and i went all right that's good now what can you do while you're standing on your head and he said i, I could recite the periodic elements i went perfect <laughs> And he went through that. He stood on his head. He got the slip in his And now somebody, and now Ben Roy will stand on his head and recite <laughs> the periodic table. And he did that. And it was so funny. It was a perfect start to the, perfect start to the show. Uh, he got picked early and he stood on his head and just did, went through the periodic elements. There's a song, I guess, that you can memorize because um, someone just did that at my at crapshoot in Portland. They did the periodic elements by singing through it. Interesting. And, I, uh, I, I had no, no idea. big ending to this story. That's it, though. <laughs> no, but that's, <laughs> that's great. a very Ben Roy thing. And yeah. If, if any of our uh, audience doesn't know who Ben Roy is, uh, go watch his most recent special, Hyena. It's like my favorite of the year. And it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, oh, wow. And, I'll and, do that. Yeah. And it's on it's on YouTube. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of the, from 800 Pound Gorilla. And it's uh, it's. Uh, um, it's really great. It's uh, it's uh, some of my favorite stuff. And the, it's so him and him doing something like the periodic table elements on his head. And, and for him to say he doesn't have anything else because like he's in bands and like, I mean, he's just an entertaining person. So yeah. like, I just couldn't imagine, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and a great just, guy. Yeah. yeah. It's the most full shit answer ever. Like, I don't have anything else. Okay. Multi-talented guy. Like, shut <laughs> right. up. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Well, I can stand on my head and do the periodic <laughs> elements. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guy, I wish I was. Um, but, um, <laughs> so, um, when did you just were you approached about uh, too late, Ron? Was that how, how, how does that work out? Like, because um, like, clearly you are like written like the parts for you. I, um, the short story is, I there's no short story with me. Yeah, um, <laughs> the short story is, I did a short for the, that couple who directed and wrote the movie. Um, mm -hmm. I did a short thing that was really insane, and it was pretty great. It was in their kitchen, and I wore a spacesuit, and I was traveling in time, and that's all I remember. And But they're great people, and um, uh, he's he was a stand-up comic, and then he was in a band who was on my show a lot, and so I knew him. 
And uh, he sent me the script and said, we would like you to do this. And I read the script and it took me half of the script to realize it was based on the midnight show that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on a really late night comedy show, variety show. Um, and in the movie, it only becomes a variety show because they have a juggler at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, um, and the funny thing is I can say it's about the host of the show who's nasty and he winds up, he has to eat somebody at the end of every month. And he has an assistant who, uh, provides that person at the end of the new moon i guess it's a new moon at the end of the month it's not always at the end of the month though right no i think, always. I think it's just when I you i think know. it's just i think it's just when you like need sustenance like i think it's just yeah. like i think like you just get like you eat something and then, and then at one point you do say something along the lines of like i think you say uh um like I, I I need more right now because of some reason. Right. It's, it's something, some, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Tom Becker. Tom Becker, yeah. Tom Becker is the mm-hmm. author. DW right? Thomas. And DW Thomas directed it. Diana. Uh, Diana Thomas. Um, Sh- and it was a great bunch of people. Uh the I would say 80% of the movie was made in this one uh I feel like saying Ukrainian center, but it's not Ukrainian. It was Slavic. Hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Kind. And um, they had like three smaller rooms, one gigantic room that was like a ballroom, and then a theater type room with a stage and everything. And that was just the perfect thing for this movie because it had it had all those scenes. And they had the best uh, scene dresser I've ever experienced. The guy was great. He made these into rooms. One was my bedroom. Another was a green room, whatever. And uh, then occasionally it was a couple of shoots were were off off campus. And um, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. How was uh, uh, how was uh, as so? I mean, you, you, you do you've done a lot of like pretty low, uh, like like you don't have to take a lot with you stuff like stand up. Stand up's great, like because you just show up. You know what I mean? Like you don't need instruments. Yeah. So you don't need anything. Um, you did. Uh, uh, you so you're a voice actor on the very popular Bob's Burgers, um, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Which I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you probably don't even need to be wearing pants, right? Like you know what I mean? You can <laughs> you can just you can roll. Voice acting <laughs> no, it's want. very yeah. No, it's very just show up. They just want your voice, right? Um, but I suppose if you went in and you were kind of smelly and whatever, <laughs> you know, they would probably be a little upset of having you every week. Sure, sure, no, I get right, no, uh, for sure. But uh, but then you then like, um, is this your first foray into like acting like this with like wearing prosthetics and like doing all that stuff? Because that's got to be a very different uh, experience as far as like. Well, uh, oh yeah, prosthetics. I've never worn anything like a big fat suit and. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, just a thing a on your face, thing. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a um, a uh, a mold made of the top half of me, so I was completely covered at one point with straws coming out of my nose, and um, you would think that'd be super weird, but it happened. It was pretty fast, and they did real. They did it pretty really well, and um, I now have like a bronze uh, statue of my uh, my head. Because they painted it bronze, but I had it, I had it in my apartment for a while, and then I had to turn it around and cover it 
Because <laughs> I found it staring at me, saying, Ron, why aren't you doing more voiceovers? Ron, get out there. Do something. That was me, baby. Oh, that was you. That's right. Oh, that's right. That was you. The voice was a little higher. Uh, like somebody walking into the house also and just seeing the bronze uh, bust of you be like, this fucking guy has a, his own head <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, as a horror as a horror person, uh what do you think of Too Late? It's got it's pretty good um, horror. I just loved it. I, yeah. I loved it, but I mean I loved it for the horror, but I mean the comedy was great too. Yeah. Just and I, I gotta say that as much as I love you, Ron, I, Fred Armisen as the stage guy who mm-hmm. was just worried about his gels <laughs> made me laugh the hardest, like <laughs> and he was the most serious of probably any of them. He was like so meek and sweet, and and he was. I mean, I in theater and that he nailed that that character. Um, but I love the concept of it. it. It was really neat, and um of course, you know, it it was genius to have her bursting out of you. I I just think that if that was a higher budget movie, that would be an iconic moment that would play in everybody's end of the year reels. Sure. I well, mean, I maybe feel like that happens. We can't really give that away. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, to mention uh, Alyssa Limparis, who kind of ca- carries the movie. She's my assistant who gets the people for me to right. eat. Um, She's your Renfield. Is what she is. is. Uh, totally. yes, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, it's a it's a it's a fantastic movie, and I think one of the, my favorite parts about it is is that it really does get stand up right from like people trying to get on shows and from people trying to just the whole the whole things from right going to open mics and from like all the things and like like there's some things that if you've been involved in it all movies don't get right like aa meetings are always really messed up and you know they're just never like they are in movies they like it's like uh yeah there's so many of those things but like comedy is like really tough like uh you know that movie like maybe it was different at one point yeah tom what tom uh was he might still be a comic i mean he still he performed and he, he has all that knowledge you know um, what's the st- stupid stand-up movie with Tom Hanks and Sally Punch, Field? Punch, punchline, punchline, punchline. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend Paul Kozlowski's in that, but uh, that movie couldn't have been more different than what stand-up, right? right. Really, lockers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got lockers yeah, downstairs. I, I don't what? So what are you putting a in the child <laughs> and and yeah. not knowing anything about stand-up? Really, you know, knowing some stuff like Carlin and stuff that my mom and played me records and stuff, but. I remember watching that because I was a big Tom Hanks fan, I think. And just being like, this doesn't seem right at all. <laughs> like, this doesn't feel like how uh, this should it's not, It's so Hollywoodized. It's insane. Yeah, it's so bad. It didn't seem yeah. right at all. So, yeah. One of the more accurate stand-up portrayals is probably in the movie Joker when you have a mentally ill person going onto the stage and just eating their own ass for the entire time <laughs> right. and just being like, I did amazing. No, you bombed, buddy. You bombed. Uh-huh. That's what you did. <laughs> when am I going to start making money at this? Um, money. Get he, out of here. He does, he, do, he does bring a date to the open mic, which is my favorite, um, which is probably my favorite thing ever. That's Because that's a good time. Um, How many people out there have seen uh, Too Late? Oh, we can't. I, we can't oh, no, see them. I keep forgetting yeah, that. Um, well, no, we, I, I, I watched I haven't it seen as it soon yet. as it. Yeah, I watched it as soon as I heard about it. As soon yeah, as you yeah. had mentioned it at altercation, I looked at it. I was like, and I had seen 
I had had seen, I think, at least half of it prior. And then after that, I rewatched it. And I was like, okay, I have seen some of this. And then by uh, the end of it, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm glad that I rewatched it. Because a lot of the stuff, like, with especially with the people involved in it, like, there was just people I recognized all over the place. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I had watched it originally because Jenny Zagrino brought it up. She was great in that movie. Yeah, yeah she's great. Yeah. She was yeah. on uh, she was on at midnight with me. And we oh, both cool. lost to guess who? The funniest guy ever, Kenny G. Wow. We lost Kenny to Kenny G. G. <laughs> and I swear that my buzzer wasn't working towards the end. <laughs> they have somebody working. They have somebody. No, let's make let's make You Kenny know G. Kenny G was gonna win. God, Shelly, how are you even still there? Like, how have you not left Ron for Kenny G? <laughs> After I used winning. to turn his uh, CDs backwards at, at stores a long time ago when I first got into jazz. Like, fuck you, you're not jazz. Uh, yeah. I was punk rock. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. As a like, my thing is, is like, I I could see you actually being. I don't think that's a conspiracy, Ron. I'm actually kind of on your side that they 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 would. I mean, uh, clearly, like having Kenny G win, <clears throat> kind of in the you know in their you know like they get a different. They jobbed you out. Yeah, they, they jobbed. Well, the show out. ended pretty soon <laughs> after that, so maybe. Maybe they were trying to lay a hint out, you know. They were they were <laughs> grasping at stars or at, 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 um, straws, straws. You know what I mean? They were like, "We need yeah. some Kenny G. We need that Kenny G demo to yeah, really let's bring this things up. Let's, let's <laughs> change things up." Um, hysterical Kenny G. <laughs> hysterical. Yeah. Um, well, I, um, I am on a mission. I am going to be the uh, Johnny Appleseed. Um, of of the too late movie for comics because they need to see it because a it's great representation b it's a funny movie oh thanks yeah i uh, see everybody lo loves you and so i mean you're you are well loved in the uh in the community just did uh some shows with my friend seth milstein you did you know i mean you're you're out and about you're doing stuff you're just you know what i mean so like you're uh so you, it should be supported uh, in huh. that, you know so it's uh and it's thanks. it's on it's streaming on um tubi at least I know it's on Tubi. I think it actually might Tubi, be. On Tubi, yeah. And it might be on uh, Prime. It might still also. be on Prime. Yeah. Um, if you have it. Uh, um, the other thing I want to mention about the movie that's kind of like an inside baseball thing with the comedy industry is the portrayal of your character and of the club owner, so to speak, being this creature that devours people <laughs> that's kind of that's right. I mean, not too I've far done, away yeah, done a lot of comedy in a lot of places and that's a real fun horror <laughs> twist on something that's a little bit close to the chest there like sometimes you walk out of a gig going yeah i really got fucked on that one like <laughs> i feel like they he took me, me for alive. everything <laughs> yeah literally that's that's been a thing that has happened multiple times um but watching it being translated to the to a horror comedy on screen like that like just the comic inside of me was just like okay they knew what they were doing for sure like they uh -huh. absolutely knew what they were doing with that one yeah Shelly, if you're gonna make a one of your stories or one of your uh books into a uh, a movie which uh which character is ron gonna play in it <laughs> yeah like that's gonna happen oh, man, you're putting me on the spot um, well i just worked with uh diana 
uh, D.W. Thomas on, I wrote a screenplay for her for her next movie. And there's oh, cool. a part of it that Ron could easily play if oh. Kevin Bacon doesn't, you know, take the part. Mm, that Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. I don't think that's happening either. But <laughs> I wrote that with you in mind, sweetheart. You did? <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Face says, why would yeah. you do that? <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to take the role no matter what happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, work is work. Um, now, now that it's on the podcast, if Kevin Bacon takes it, you can be like, actually, it's my fucking part, Kevin. Like, <laughs> Kevin Bacon on the... Uh, I was part. in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Where are you Which one? one? <laughs> uh, Murder in the First. Oh, yeah. The Evening on Alcatraz. Oh, interesting. We had his son nice. on the podcast. No, yeah, we had a son. We had a son on. Yeah, his son's great, Travis. Yeah, yeah Travis has a is a, huh. is a is a good musician. How was working with Mr. Bacon? I don't. He was it, the whole thing was a bunch of extras, <laughs> and uh, I sat. At, I, w- I was picked. I was picked to sit at his table, like the main table <laughs> oh. of criminal-looking people, and uh, the whole table looked like a bunch of people from a Laurel and Hardy prison movie. You know, like really pretty <laughs> faces and everything. And the guy across from me looked like a guy from like a, a big block of a head and looked really mean. And then uh, he would say something like, are we supposed to eat the peas? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. Yeah. He had a very weird voice uh, for his looks. Hollywood is magic. Right <laughs> being an extra on a movie set's funny too because sometimes like it's a very chill thing and then sometimes like you'll have the stage manager or whatever or like you know the production manager come up to like the extras and be like all right you guys act natural but don't look at them if you look at them i swear to god you're fucking gone like it's just like uh-huh. all right, all right. <laughs> don't stare in the ca- at the camera in the background yeah, Wait, i want to know did you work as a, you worked as an extra in in new york me no honey Oh, me? Jonas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I was an extra on um on a TV show, uh Blue Bloods. What? Yeah, yeah. You go? Wow. It was it was literally just a patron like on the street. It was oh, one okay. of those types of things. Yeah. It's the only thing I've done as far as extra stuff goes. Most of the stuff that I've done that has anything to do with films, photography stuff. Like I've done photography for different people, but yeah, that's the only thing I've ever done just as an extra. And it was funny because we literally were on set for like 10 hours. And then my quote unquote scene that I had was, I swear to God, 10 minutes at most. And it was just like, all right, bye. Like, it was like, all right, cool. Got paid for the whole day. And it was you great. Paid as extra, as right after eight hours. Yeah. My only yeah. film credits are uh, uh, an unreleased Janelle James sketch. <laughs> oh, Janelle. <laughs> we love Janelle so much. <laughs> yeah, I was I was in one of her sketches at uh, the creek in, in the cave. Uh, she filmed there, and I, I was supposed to come around the corner and be. And she was getting off stage, and I was supposed to be like, "Hey, you're pretty funny for a girl." And uh, something like that, uh, and I did my line and stuff, and then uh, it never just never came out. I, I think the joke was at the end, like she went into the bath, into the boys' bathroom, and then Pete standing up or something. Like, I think it was a whole like she was a dude, but then it never got. I don't know what it was. I just know I was supposed to make women uh, feel bad about comedy or something, <laughs> which is actually hilarious because it's so far the opposite of you as a person. Like, it really is. Yeah. It really is um janelle james is also one of those people like 
I've I've known Janelle now for the duration of time that I've been in New York City. Shelly, are you familiar with Janelle? Um, no, but I've seen a couple of episodes of Abbott Elementary. That's the okay. only way yeah. I know her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing on that. Yeah. <laughs> so she um actually has a comedy festival named after her now. Wow. Yeah. It was Eugene Merman's before that. Yeah. It was the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival. I did the first and, one. Oh, wow. did That's you? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he gave it to her, and it made it the Janelle James Comedy Festival. And I wow. worked merch at, at the last one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she exploded. Like, she, it was yeah. one of those things that all of a sudden, like, she went to L.A., and then, like, I think it was for, like, the first year in L.A., she was kind of just chilling. She was just doing, like, her own thing, doing comedy, and then next thing you know, it was like, oh, shit, Janelle arrived. And it was just she, like, yeah, she's yeah. an incredible cast. Like that whole cast is great. And she just shines. It's so awesome to watch. I love it. Yeah. And her comedy festival is fantastic. So it's so good. Yeah. So Shelly, like, what's is it based in Brooklyn? It is. Yeah. It's Brooklyn. It goes, yeah. I was just looking up to see if Morgan Murphy. Yep. Morgan Murphy uh, writes on that show. Morgan is so good. Morgan is one of those ones that I actually I've told a lot of people about comics that like Morgan Murphy's one of them. Molly Austin is another one. Molly Austin's absolutely hysterical. She writes on a lot of TV shows and stuff now too. Um, Morgan Murphy, man, she's one that I really wish a lot more people could see. Like I wish she had more content out there that people could see aside. I think she has like one full special, mm. but brilliant writer. Yeah. Uh, so Shelly, what's next for you? What do you got coming up? <clears throat> I'm just trying to I'm trying to sell a book, a novella now. Um, it's a little more straight horror. I've been having some kind of trouble to like remember I don't earlier I was talking about how the horror people are always jonesing for like more extreme horror. Mm -hmm. Um I kind of fall in between because I've mashed genres up. Um so my next one is just straight up horror. And then I have a third one that's like a it's basically the Wolfman, but it's a reptoids. Oh, I like Rad. that. Can't yeah. wait. I'm gonna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already digging that. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah, only a reptoid. Yeah. There's believers out there. If you look on YouTube, you'll see a lot of. Oh, for sure. Look! Look at the eyes. They're closing that way. <laughs> of course they're. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, that's a uh, that's exciting. Um, that's a uh, like that's like literally like so incredibly up my alley. So uh, I will be uh, following you closely. So good, uh, thank you for. Uh, How can they get the? Um, uh, oh, honey, oh, really? The okay. real book, like real book. How can they get that book? Thanks for asking, Ron. You don't have a copy <laughs> of it there, do you? Won't, won't, won't. There oh, it my is. God. oh that's what it looks like <laughs> crazy <laughs> it's ghoulish books ghoulish it's books ghoulish books cool awesome. which also great name <laughs> Just yeah. great yeah. name yeah and the cover is cool too like the, it was the cover uh your idea because it's a cool cover um well it was my idea i wanted like a douchey guy with good hair mm. and an 80s bad boy uh blazer an ironic shirt and a glove on saying hey but uh, this guy Luke Spooner uh, did the art, and he's just really colorful. It, it pretty, it stands out. So he made he made the reality of it. So yeah, yeah. it's it's great. That's a great cover. <clears throat> it's like a real book. 
<laughs> like a whole book. <laughs> and Ron, what, what do you got coming up? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Ron doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, I actually just got done doing too many festivals, and um, I, I just got back from San Francisco where I am uh, the voice of the silent film festival up there. Mm. Uh, and they have a one-day <laughs> festival on December 2nd. So I go up there and I announce the bands that are playing, the bands, the musicians, and uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, that sounds like it. And nothing, nothing big coming up that Good. I, I can think of. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're gonna go see Godzilla minus one. That's, that's exactly. Oh, right. I want to see it so bad. I've heard great things about that. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't okay, wait. is that the that title? Again. Godzilla minus one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I've literally heard nothing but good about it from nothing people that I actually good. care about. Now, yeah, <laughs> King. I don't want to get my it, expectations too high, though. That's the thing that always fucks me up. If I I go in thinking that, like the Barbie movie, I was like, this is going to change my life. <laughs> oh, I've heard, I've heard Godzilla's <laughs> trash. <laughs> heard it was just <laughs> awful. It's yeah. just terrible. It's yeah. Everybody. <laughs> There's a big internet thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took me a while to get Shelly to stop wearing pink. <laughs> um, I should love it, but I wait. I, so, I, is Godzilla in this new movie? Mm -hmm. Not Godzilla, yeah. <laughs> King Kong. Yeah, well, I, King no, Kong I don't want to know no. anything about it. I want to be GXK, which is Godzilla versus Kong, is coming out in That's like a, a different year movie. So. Yeah, it's a different okay. movie. That's the American. Eyes version. I think this is actually Japanese. Yeah, it's a Japanese I, like straight yeah. up kaiju movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm so it. they've got their own Godzilla thing going and they've had it going for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. We just started our shit over here. But Adam Wingard, who is one of my favorite horror directors of all mm. time, has been doing the last two Godzilla versus Kong. So yeah, I'm pretty um, into it. It's in good hands. Yeah. Um, well, do you all think that you can handle our uh sinister six uh opinion questions? You guys think you can pull that sure. off? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, let, hey, I'll let Shelly do all of it. No, 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 you go yeah, back, yeah, back, back yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. okay, okay. All right. Uh, first one, Freddie or Jason? Jason, nice, Ron. Um, well, I'm I had to go with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> all right no I <laughs> yeah all right or he's else. Like, I, yeah he's like i can't start a thing in the house i have to go with jason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll start with ron uh what's the difference between thriller and horror well a thriller uh is just thrilling and um <laughs> a horror uh no, there is a difference. Is horror is scary, and the difference between scary and something where it's thriller. I'm, I'm going to throw it to Shelley, <laughs> <laughs> who well, I think is I now should. starting to write thrillers. Pessimistically, right, uh, thrillers just have a bigger audience. Period. Sure. A horror can be a horror thriller, right? Yeah. So, for sure. uh, you want to say? I mean, books, thrillers uh, aren't usually paranormal. Oh, oh yeah. I like it. Hmm. Um great answer. My my answer is always that there has to be tenacious evil for it to be horror. 
like tenacious it, evil. Ooh. Yes, like that's like it's got to like deal somehow with the concept of evil. But that's that's the uh, mm. okay. thr thriller doesn't necessarily have to. So there's a lot of crossover in both of those. But that's that's my as I, I like when we have authors on because uh, you know we have to like you know I, I like that sort of like look at it. So that's always been my thing is like the like tenacious evil is. Uh, Although is, Jack Ketchum wrote. <clears throat> a thriller book about uh, that little girl that was tortured to death by her. Was it an adopted family? Maybe or she was like the their ward, and it was called the girl next door. That's technically Ooh, a thriller, no. and that's fucking evil. Yeah, that yeah. Is evil. yeah. Mm -hmm. that is I mean, evil. yeah. No, there is some. There is some uh, crossover there, and the, that's based on, the, on a really terrible true crime story. Yeah, like, I don't even want to hear about it. Like, yeah, I don't want to read the real story because yeah, too it's uh, and um, like. I, I, you know, I like true crime, you know, because, you know, it, it is what it is. And I've always liked it. Uh, there's some, though, that I just like. There's some I can just go, okay, this is just the world. And there's just these dark corners. And there's some I listen to, especially when it's groups of people. And uh, you're like, <laughs> like, like, like when, when that happens, it just hits that like. Like, okay, I'm good. I like, I'll go back to watching <laughs> Evil Dead or Zombies or something. That's so much more fun. But here's the thing. People go, ooh, whore. Ah, ah, too much, too much. And I'm like, really? The fake blood freaks you out? But right. like a serial killer who skins people and wears their skin, that's okay? That's yeah, like who's still crime sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like that dude's not even in jail. He's just chilling. Like he's just he's he's walking around. Um, this is a question though, like uh for uh for an author question on that on the um Sinister Six question that with Stephen King, do you think would you consider Stephen King just a horror writer or would you oh. consider him horror or thriller? No, well, he's fantasy he's too. He's also crime. He's also been he's also yeah, yeah. crime stuff too. So I think he made his bucks to me being a horror um, author. That's, you know, for the first, what, five books or something? It was all yeah. horror. Um, I can't think of a thriller that he's done, but I mean, uh, well, yeah, I can. Um, Gerald's Game is a thriller. Sure. Yeah. What's that one that was in first person? Um, bag, of, bag of Bones? That? No, no. Um, Dolores Corn. Oh, yeah. That's not a real. I mean, it could Play be board. a war, but it's you a could you could probably make an argument that misery is a thriller. Yeah, yeah. I, would I was call about to say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, I, whenever there's stuff like that, like you say, a tenacious evil, like Kathy Bates or something, I put it automatically into horror. But I also think horror accepts every genre. Mm -hmm. Like you can you you can have horror mixed into any genre, but you can't do that with every other genre. Comedy comes close, but it's hard. Like sometimes you can't mix comedy with like a courtroom drama very well or something, you know. Like, I, I don't know. Have you seen Hogan's jury Heroes? Duty. <laughs> I mean, there's a show Heroes. called Hogan's Heroes. I would suggest uh, watching that. Yeah. And if they can make that into a sitcom, uh, that's true. I guess, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just going to say. Right, you're right. Not true. My cousin Vinny. Yeah, my cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah, my cousin Vinny for sure. <laughs> I've been Actually. talking about that a lot lately. Yeah, yeah my cousin Vinny for sure. Um, all right, what horror, this is for uh, both of you, each different answers. <laughs> what yes. horror movie influenced your taste the most? Ron, do you want to answer? Um, I have to think, so you go. I'll, I'll say it very slowly. Um, <laughs> Rosemary's baby. <laughs> right. Very nice. Very nice. That thing fucked me up. I saw it on late <laughs> night TV. 
Oh, wait, you know what? I'm sorry. I have to change my answer to The Exorcist, really. I'm sorry. Okay. I just have to. That's As a okay. kid, I was going to say like that. Aware of the mom issue as much as an adult, I know that there's like a guilty Catholic boy mom thing happening. But as a Catholic child watching it on late night TV, it's all about uh, Captain Howdy. Yep. Yeah. I think I have kind of a shield uh, up against horror. Younger, the like The Exorcist, I had never desire. I had no desire to see it. And um, the you like the original thing. What's that? You always talk the original about thing. Uh, I like both things. Mm-hmm. I like all things, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, the thing is great. I mean, the way that proceeds and um, just both of, both of them too. I really liked it, and uh, always amazed by the fact that the fr- original thing was, you know, Marshall Dillon and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was definitely the same guy and he's gigantic mm-hmm. and right. he's, i started thinking how gigantic he is on Gunsmoke. i want to uh, know everybody else's answers i know maybe you guys have said these before but i would really like to know what your answers are mine um, i think is street trash because i remember seeing the the toilet scene on the cover of a fangoria when i was very young and just the neon bright colors of that have just really sat with me through horror. Like I'm always a little more excited when there's different colors instead of just the sort of classic, like ghosty, like, you know, old timey house or something shot through like fuzz or I don't know, but like, I like the like bright and like kind of in your face stuff. And I think it all traces back to street trash. I got to watch that. I've never seen it. The, the um, description of it kind of sounds like the, um, the stuff which i it's uh, it's, yeah. it, it's very it's very the stuff era and i love the stuff yep. um yeah i would i would say uh, my uh my choices are either creep show or an american werewolf in london um oh, man. Yeah. i love both those movies they're both campy and they're both really well done they're both uh sort of self-aware and satirical in a slight sense and uh you know both i i, I liked comic but i still like comic books and so like i kind of grew up on that and i and i like that uh like my favorite movie of all time is robocop because it's like it's it's funny it's like you know it's like yeah. making fun of 80s action movies by while being a great yeah. 80s action movie and it's like it's so ridiculous and things like that and so i've always liked that you know i'm a satire writer now and stuff like that so i always i think those that stuff really like influenced me like this is ridiculous i'm also a huge buffy the vampire slayer fan you know what i mean i like that, yeah like, like that like that's really, a big one like that really like not that that influenced me now but i'm just saying in that in that chain of things of like here's like like human beings living in this like absolutely like innate with this absolute like this archie and veronica world with like the vampires Uh. and stuff like that i love all that stuff so why did that show last so long well, it's I mean, really just good. It's it's good, and like honestly, like it gets better as it goes on. Yeah, like the first couple seasons are really really comic booky, but by the end, like the characters are all really good and really real. Well, by written. the end of the second season, it kind of kicks in, and then from three on, it just gets yeah. incredible. And then by the time you're in season, yeah, and by and by the time you're in season seven, which is the final season, like it's like it's really like. There's a lot going on, and it's just like one of those things. It's just it's, and the uh, Angel spinoff show kind of 
picked up around during it and then went on a little farther afterwards after Buffy stopped. And it's just as good and sub points, if not better. It's really it's cranked amazing. Out quality. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed Charisma Carpenter one time and uh, she's really not dumb, but she yeah. did spend the whole entire interview spinning in her desk chair. <laughs> that's the amazing answer question on the uh, on the go round when i was facing you're like timing it you're like uh okay like, it's like you're doing double dutch you know like uh, i'll uh you know it's uh funny that you asked the question back to us because when we first started this podcast my actual answer was originally the exorcist and the more and more that i've thought about this it's actually not the exorcist it's beetlejuice yeah, it's actually, that's actually the movie that influenced my taste in pretty much everything mm-hmm. as far as it relates to horror. Everything from the comedy to the visual effects, uh, definitely <laughs> my room, uh, the tattoo on my arm. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, it's like everything about that movie um, and about those characters kind of encompasses all the things that I like about horror. Like, and as far as like, obviously, there's the comedy aspect of it, too. And I also went back and forth with The Exorcist, and I think The Exorcist is just the one that I saw first. So it was the first one that kind of had that ingrained thing in me. Mm. But I actually like The Exorcist 3 better, which is yeah. like, like that's sacrilege to most I people. I heard somebody else say that recently. It's uh, number three, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an unsung hero in the uh, in the horror like sequel type of thing because it's not even close to the same movie as the original exorcist but there's parts in that movie that are viscerally terrifying and it's just a person that's saying something that makes it terrifying like it just it's a movie i think that affects me more um on rewatches too hmm. that, that's, yeah. a, that's awesome yep all right <clears throat> If you could erase one movie, Ron, from existence, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be horror. Me anything. Hmm. Wow. Um, <laughs> I hate questions like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of our guests. This is our most <laughs> passed on, actually. Yeah. Too late because it's uh, the only thing that would make my career work. And um, I just have a real attitude about making sure things don't succeed. Good. Good. No, no, no. I can't think of a movie I want to erase forever. That's fine. Uh, no, that a lot of, you know, we get a lot of, um, especially artists and writers that won't erase like, it. Nope. All of them can exist. They'll be like, no, every, that everything should exist. You know, well, but... I, I, yeah, I agree to that. That's why I think it's hard to claim that something is so bad that it doesn't, it should be eliminated. It's a tough question to answer. And we've had, we've definitely, it's kind of funny. The question either goes one of two ways, usually. Either I can't think of anything that I would want to erase because I think all art should exist, or, oh, I've got one. Fuck this movie. Like, <laughs> I've been like, waiting uh, for this. It's question. one of the two. Like, it's one of the two. <laughs> well, I know Shelly has one. Yeah, Shelly, you got one? Yeah, I sure do. Um, I hate Lars von Trier so much. I just think he's Ooh. got zero soul. Oh. I think he's a black hole. I can't hand. I just don't like him. And I would like to erase uh, Breaking the Waves. Huh. Ooh, uh, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree with you. I um, everybody kind of I, I I think the no soul comment is probably the best way it's been described. It's something that I've missed a long time. I often say that uh, um, the house that Jack built um, it should just be a prequel to There's Something About Mary um, because uh, <laughs> and um, um, just because like 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 everybody's like oh it's so tough to watch and I'm like no because like there's no like anything to it there's no like like he's like shooting children and you're like yeah i guess like normally you'd see that like you see platoon and they're doing that you're like oh this is terrible because there's been like emotion built up and all this this movie is just like oh this is kind of hilarious that matt dylan is shooting children <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like, like, yeah. like like I, well, it actually does sound funny <laughs> I've like heard Matt, Mon Pelham's good, but I I just don't want to see him because every time I see him, I feel sad. What was the one with Bjork that he did? Dancer in the Dark. Oh. Dancer in the Dark. Yeah, yeah. He was just you so know, mean to her. He was just such. He's just. He seems malevolent. Melancholia um, is a is I would say easily the most depressing movie I've ever seen. And I absolutely will never watch it again. And it's not, it's not even because I think it's technically a bad movie, but like for a movie called melancholia. Yeah. That's a fucking right on the nose. Like it is Uh, one of the most somber, sad, depressing movies, uh, that easily. I got to see that. Oh, it's, (laughs) it's one of those ones. Like after you watch it, you're like, you know, I'm going to call out of work for a couple days. I'm going to lay in bed. (laughs) Like it's one of those. Uh, It's like, (laughs) Oh, Yeah, that's a very good reason for that. Lars von Trier, man. Yeah, that's actually that's a that's a great answer because he is pretty soulless, actually. Like he really is. (laughs) That's that's pretty great. Um, all right, are ghosts real? Anyone? Kind of. Kind of. I like. I like. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I think so. I like. I like the idea. I can't think of them as ghosts. Like I could think of them as. uh, uh, interdimensional beings that's that have found thin spots in the fabric of our universe. Oh, I like yeah, that. that's oh. much more cool too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's much more cool setting than like a floating <laughs> sheet. I don't know what they were doing, but yeah, that's you, really cool. you know that they you know that that's what <laughs> the alien folks believe the aliens are. They believe they're not really like on spaceships; that they are actually like interdimensional travelers. Yo, so, I mean, that was my like well, that. my theory. My theory was that ghosts are actually dead aliens, oh. and that's why there aren't <laughs> as many. <laughs> Here, because if it was all if it was all just hey. humans, we'd just be filled with ghosts at this point. <laughs> right. Bronze actually if yelling it's just at the ghosts. Aliens, <laughs> or the aliens, who knows? Um yeah. yeah. I heard uh whistling at a hotel that like this weird hotel in Lincoln City, uh Oregon. Um and I asked the, the only two other people that I knew were still in this weird hotel. Every room was a different design or something i was in like a uh um a sailor's room mm-hmm. and um i was packing and i was leaving and i heard this like whistling like 1930s whistling and nobody laid claim to that i heard it and it sounded weird and it sounded like it was coming out of the ether uh, but you know Quite in a way creepy. i'll never know i'll never know that somebody wasn't just whistling uh, and it is so like you always cities. think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. 
That's also, pretty cool. You know what, though? I want to put a stop to this whole nonsense question and just go spend a night in the clown motel in Nevada. And just be like, <laughs> we're going to fucking answer whether ghosts are real now. Like, <laughs> I'm at least open to it. <laughs> just, we should just all do see. that. Just go to the clown motel. <laughs> Next for a podcast. Night. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Live exactly. from the clown motel. Live from the um all right last one midsummer or hereditary i have to go with hereditary even oh, though hereditary it's... yeah hereditary i got mad at midsummer midsummer or you? whatever you're calling it. Mm-hmm. got mad at it yeah a little bit okay here's why <laughs> hereditary wins for me is what's her face the the mom uh, tony collette tony collette yeah i just can't she's just so brilliant yeah, I can't vote against her. I understand. No, she's incredible. <laughs> yeah, she could be. She they should have her like have some like freak out session in every single movie I see. You know what I mean? Like just like <laughs> she just comes out and she's just like she, she's like I mean like the king of horror moms. I mean like it's like you know between Sixth Sense and that movie and she, uh, what's that movie? That right. She she's uh, she is really she is really just uh, she got robbed of a uh, Oscar for that personally. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not that. Much I, agree. Of, I agree you know horror just doesn't get the love for that stuff but like the but the, i don't know what i don't know of any acting i've ever seen that was any better right like i mean is there honestly yeah, yeah. i mean like i mean in, in a lot of horror honestly yeah so, so. she was also I think the- about midsummer more though now i think about it more because i think there is more nuances but hereditary tickled that part of me that loves like old movies about cults and stuff Sure. Yeah. A lot of people hated the ending, but I freaking love the ending. I it love the ending. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a midsummer guy, but yeah, the ending of Hereditary is <laughs> almost what tips it for me. <laughs> I thought you I, were a midsummer guy when I first met you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real midsummer guy, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Uh I remember when I watched Hereditary in the theater, there was obviously everybody kind of had the same thing that happened in the theater when the scene happens everybody kind of just went silent went like what the fuck but then when i watched the movie again with really good headphones holy shit the sound design in that movie is terrifying like it's if you watch it on a good sound system or like i said with good headphones like good you know um immersive headphones what they did with the sound in hereditary blew my mind because there's like yeah yeah beyond the clicking and also like um, this is not a spoiler alert at this point because the movie's been out for as long as it has. But like when she's when she's sawing her head off with the piano mm-hmm. wire, the the sound that's happening in the background while you can just see like the faded part um, is brilliantly done because it does like a tension. It does a tension rise and then it goes silent and then all of a sudden you just hear thump and oh. you're like you're like. Oh shit, her head's gone. Like <laughs> you're like, oh god. <laughs> and it's one of those things that makes your whole skin crawl. It's just like, whoa. Because you can hear it the whole time. But it's just like again, the way that they actually used the sound mixed with the visuals was perfect. So yeah, it's really it's a really good. Well, you both killed it on the uh on the on the sinister sex. So thank you for uh for for doing so great. I uh I uh sometimes when there's a bunch of people but you both are absolutely awesome so thank you so well yeah, i didn't think i said enough so i'm gonna start talking now okay go for it <laughs> <laughs> well and I, now the ron lynch show <laughs> why did my hey, midsummer piss you us. off okay what's that why did midsummer piss you why did oh, you yeah. do it yeah why did it make you angry 
Um, you made me see it. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't you know. I don't know. It was, a, it was a kind of irksome. Oh. Uh, it kind of. Uh, I think. I, well, it's hard to say that I didn't. Well, that's not going to happen. Like I wouldn't think. I because even if you thought that anything could happen in that movie, in a way, um, I just didn't believe a lot of it. I think. Okay, that's fair. Totally fair. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if I if I followed if I followed my college friend to a random uh, cult place in Sweden or wherever the hell they were, um, I would probably turn around. I would probably be like, you know what, this vacation's over. I don't think I'm going to do any of this shit. There's no way. Right? Isn't there a point where you go, this is a little weird? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think not. I would go. I, I might think- not. I think I would go to more. <laughs> I think I would go to more comedy festivals if we threw people off of cliffs. You know what I'm saying? Like I think uh, the bad ones. Yeah. Like, I would be like, like I'd be like, okay, this is cool. If we crowned like a you know like a king of the king or queen of the harvest festival, and we threw somebody off a cliff, I'd be like, uh, you know, it was a harvest festival. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, this is great. We probably have huge crowds. Yeah. So <laughs> it would be the it would be the comedy club promoter that hasn't paid you in the last year and a half. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, guess what, buddy? <laughs> or just like the random people who won't book me for whatever reason. They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my turn to choose. <laughs> you're, he- you're headlining the cliff. So, like, <laughs> <it's your head. laughs> exactly. Um, we're going to get, we normally do res- recommendations for everybody, but I think we're just going to do uh, Shelly and Ron today. Uh, Shelly, do you want to start on some recommendations? You can recommend uh- anything. Oh, okay. So, all right. So since it's Christmas, I've been seeing a lot of horror people talk about like, what, you know, what horror movies should we watch? And and I've heard a lot of good ones and standard ones, but um, the one that I just don't see a lot of, and I think more people should see is Christmas Evil. Yes. Yes. Brandon Maggard, uh, Taggard, Maggard, uh, Fiona Apple's dad. I hate saying that because like he deserved an Oscar for that role in uh, Christmas Evil. He really did. And uh, mm. it's just one man's nervous breakdown. And it's so fucking good and so unsettling. And you're just so tense throughout the whole thing. I love it. I love that movie. I've seen yeah. it a lot. I watch it every year. Awesome. Yeah, that, my, one, that one's kind of a, sleep, a good pick. Kind of a sleeper, too. Like, I think a lot of people forget about that one. That's a, that's a very good recommendation, especially for Christmas. Awesome. I like uh, the other one that uh, I sort of uh, put with that sometimes is uh, the... Uh, dial dial noel what what do, do you know what do you know what i'm talking about that's the kid in the store yeah it's like right? it's like home alone yeah. yes i saw yes. that a couple of years ago so that's rad cool. dial code santa claus or something yeah it's mm-hmm. got like six different names the french one is like pierre diel the one one two but uh yeah it's dial santa claus or something it's so good yeah it's called it's got like Code Santa Claus or Deadly Games. And Deadly I'm Games is like boring. Because I can't American find one. it. I want to stream it, you know? It should be. Let me see mm. if I can find it. But you guys that's keep going. It's a great I'll movie. That's so fun. So good. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'll just interject while you guys are looking. Um, this is not a horror thing whatsoever, but. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I. Um, Somebody suggested a show called The Detectorists to me. 
Huh. Um, and it's um, a bunch of guys who have a club um, of guys who have uh, metal detectors. And, and um, they have various kinds of detectors, but they go out and look for stuff. And this is in England. So there's like really old stuff that some people are finding. Um, and it's just super funny. And I'm I'm trying to find the name of the guy, Toby. It's Toby something. Toby um, Jones. Yep. Toby Jones. Yeah. Toby yep. Jones is in it. And uh there's a bunch of very funny people in it. Um and it's like, why are they doing this? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just so it's so hilarious. Uh right. that just came into something I'd like to recommend that nobody probably knows about. No, I I've I, never I, heard about it. It's I'm great. looking at it right here and it looks amazing. So yeah, yeah I feel pretty, like a lot of Brit, a lot of British humor too, is a lot like. What the, why are they doing this? Like that's that's a lot of British humor. Like so, <laughs> I'm, I'm very into it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It has a lot of great people in it. I just looked at it uh, on IMDb, and it's uh, pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, uh, Code Pierre Noel or Deadly Games or what yeah. is known on Shutter as Game Over. Oh what? shit! Okay. Currently on Shutter, okay, and um, AMC Plus, but I think that's kind of the same. It's weird that yeah. you would think of that from Christmas Evil. It's so bizarre. I don't know why, because I found them both at the same time. Okay, like around the same time when I was looking at like but it's new. It's been Christmas on my movies. mind, so I was thinking about that the other day, and so it just freaked me out. If both of you guys want to see a really cool um a really cool christmas horror movie that um you that might have fallen under the radar um check out rare exports oh yeah okay i have never seen that rare it's, it's called, where's rare that exports from? a christmas tale i believe it's norway but it's it, it's it could be swedish or something around close to there denmark it's about uh, a, a young kid it's kind of got a goonies gremlins vibe to it cuz it's like pretty dark mm. like these kids are go up in the, to this mountain it's this sort of small mountain and there's excavating going on and they find out that they're digging for a giant santa claus the original giant santa claus who's not like real great you know he's kind yeah. of a monster he's not, not a good guy <laughs> yeah so it's wonderful it's such a good movie um yeah that and gremlins are the ones that i watch every year i think we're at christmas horror story Anybody? Anybody? Oh, yeah. Anybody? Okay. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I got to uh, hold this now. This is great. Yeah. I think Rare Exports, I think, is on Screenbox. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Screenbox. Well, mm-hmm. That's I didn't know. My nephews movie. know how to get any movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, thank you both for uh, joining us on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, that was um, fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just want to say real quick, uh, my little brother is going to shit his pants when he finds out I was hanging out with Mr. Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was one of my favorite projects ever. It was great. It's really it it means so much to me and my little brother. Like we bonded big time over home movies and everything about it. And we love it. So, yeah, you're a big part of. Uh, me and my brother's relationship kind of <laughs> uh-huh. you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you 